You're listening to a Stand Up New York podcast. Hey guys, welcome to A Girl's Guide to Going Out. I'm your host, comedian Chanel Ali, and this is my podcast where I provide tips and tools for the average girly girl to handle her weed and liquor better. Now, I know this is called A Girl's Guide, and if you don't identify as a girl, it's okay, you can sit with the girls today. Join us, we're bringing you in, it's okay, we're not even going to gossip about you online, only in person, only No, in but there will be no See record... Don't worry about it. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm so excited for my guest today, Reg Thomas. Very funny comedian. You might have seen him on a BET show that we both did together that we haven't watched. We but haven't watched he is also on HBO's Game Theory. He was just on Game Breakers on Amazon. Yeah. Performs games, nightly. Game shows. Tours of the Amanda Seals. Yeah. Reg Thomas, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having me, my girl. Hell yeah. We just shared some low main. Yeah, we did. <laughs> that was intimate. I, I ate it with a spoon. That's how we live in, man. Yeah. Low main with a spoon. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, um, man. It's, my, it's for you, anytime. Oh, yeah. No, I know. We go way back. Um, you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about confidence today. All right. Yo, I I got a lot of confidence. Yeah, you do. You're a very confident <laughs> woman. I know, right? When you when you think about where you got your confidence from, where do you think it came from? Knowledge. Yeah? yeah. From reading? Just knowing, knowing, that I, knowing that I know I'm right. Mmm. Just if once you know what you're doing and what you and you know that you're right, you could just be like, "So I bet you whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to put it on, come on, double it." Yeah. But what about your parents? You never felt like they were. <laughs> nah, my parents. Were, <laughs> they were my parents were, it. They were confident detractors. Mm. Yeah, I remember I told my parents I wanted to be a comedian. They were like, "But your life will be a joke." Like, <laughs> and my mom was like, "You're not even funny." Like, you oh. Don't even talk. So, yeah. Wow, and then you had to like get stitches. Get put back together. Yeah, That's heavy handed. Yeah. But you have immigrant parents. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. They're take, Haitian. Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, that, like, just having a child that's going to perform is, like, it's that's lame not, to them. That's not what we came to this country for? No. No. You thought I escaped a dictatorship so you could tell <laughs> jokes to Americans? It's not the goals. Nah. No. I, I, I don't know. I think I developed a lot of my confidence from being competitive, too, and just feeling like, if somebody got something, I could also get it. Were you in, were you just naturally competitive, or were you in like sports? Mm, I w- I did play sports. Like I did track. I did basketball for a little bit, but it was mostly just about like academics. I would really say I would like watch somebody get something academically, and I'd be like, I could get that. Okay, they're not better than me, and I still feel like I do that all the time in comedy. You know. I can see that. Not yeah. all the time, but sometimes I'd be like, yo, I, I could get it. You they got it. You definitely, and for the years I've known you, you definitely collect the accolades. Yeah, no, we, we, we be getting to it. Yeah, you be getting to it for sure. <laughs> you definitely be getting to it. I'm trying to take us both, but you know, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, How do you feel about um, girls who drink and smoke? It's fine. It's cool. Yeah, love, you would I love, date. I need someone who has a vice. <laughs> Why? Cause I, like you, you ever dated someone who's like a goody two shoes, or is it someone who's like, yeah, come on, man. Like, yeah, and like all, all respect to the girls who are out here working and you know living mm-hmm. on a living discipline and like, living on a schedule. But yeah, like, you know, women like that schedule sex. They be like, if you're not here by eleven, it's like, well, I don't even get hard till two, so I don't know what to tell you. Know? That's really hard, especially as a comedian, because yeah. the, it's a whole lifestyle. And I dated a guy who was like very straight laced, like really took good care of his daughter and like had a nice house and a car, but he also didn't smoke. And so sometimes the way he would ask me about weed, like it would just make me feel like I was doing a hardcore drug, you right. know? He'd be like, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't even smoke today. Do you need to go 
You like, do you need to take a break? Are you, like, you, you like, Do I have track marks? I'm like, whoa, what are you acting like? Am I scratching my neck? Am I sitting here? I don't know. I think I'm okay. I, I think I could handle not smoking for a little bit. But they just don't get it, you know? Or you ever, like, just ask somebody, or you're dating somebody and they're, like, clocking you and how much you smoke or how much yeah, you drink? Yeah, those people have never lasted long. Mm. Those people have never lasted long. We can't keep numbers like that. No, and on top of that, it's rude. Yeah. Like, I understand that, like, you might be worried about me, but, like, this whole, hey, you're on your third one, like, hey. Mm-hmm. You could go. Or like when they see me rolling up again, they'll be like, oh, rolling another. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, don't, we're not quantifying it. Right. Especially because you like, as a girl, you're a real smoker. I can imagine like dudes be like, yeah, I smoke. We can smoke. And then you start mm-hmm. smoking. They like, whoa. <laughs> but I always hear that guys who are smokers, I always hear them say that about a girl that like when they first start to date a girl, they'll test her to see if she's actually smoking versus if she's just allowing smoke to go in her mouth. You know what I mean? Uh, I, Anytime men are doing that, it sounds creepy. What do you mean? So you're saying that you always trust somebody if you hand them that you're weed, that they're telling the truth about being a weed smoker? Because I don't always trust them. I say this. If we smoke and I see you bullshitting with the smoke, I'm just not past you to blunt no more. Yeah. You got one good time. Yeah, like. One good time. Like, we're adults. I'm like, all right, here you go. You playing now. Even one time I was at a party with this girl and she didn't know how to smoke out of a bong, so we taught her and then she accidentally blew into it, which blew the weed everywhere. And you're done. And it's sit down for you now. Yeah, the party's done for you. Know, yeah. Go over there. Don't talk to anybody. <laughs> you in exile. Real crazy. Um, yeah, I, I we did shrooms together. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I damn near melted my brain that day. That was a great day. Was that New Year's that Day? That was New Year's Day, maybe 2020. 2020, was yeah. it? Wow. No, wait. Are you sure? It was, I'm pretty sure it was 2020. That sounds so far away, but yeah, probably. Uh, we did shrooms with a bunch of comedians. Me, you, Derek Gaines. I think Love was there. Mm-hmm. Dave Temple might have been there. It's getting a little hazy. There was a bunch of people there for sure. And we had a nice time on the couch. Yeah. And also some transformative experiences. I felt like we worked through some things individually. Yeah, man, that was a good time together. Yeah, was that your first time? Nah, that was not my first oh, time. Okay, that was my right. first time doing with with a bunch of comics like that. Mm. No, you were pretty. You were pretty like bold about it. You were comfortable. Yeah, because you never know. You never know. Somebody's what you do, especially with comedians when you do drugs for the first time. You never know what their experience has been. Like, uh, <laughs> I had this comic once who was like, he never smoked weed with us, and he was like, just let me smoke it. So we passed him a bowl, and he took the lighter and he lit underneath it. <laughs> to light the bowl. I was like, first of all, that's the wrong drug, man. It was so shocking. It shocked a room of comedians into silence. We were just the sound of him lighting it and yeah, trying like to hit in the bottom. We were just, <laughs> and then he was like, I'm not getting anything and it's getting hot. And I was like, we, somebody has to say something. We have to do something. So why he, why didn't he just admit that he had never smoked out a bowl or maybe never smoked at all? I mean, I can only speculate, but when I replay it in my head, he had, in his life, seen people do drugs before. And <laughs> on he thought, maybe in TV, maybe in his home. <laughs> and he thought he knew how to do it. But yeah, eventually we did tell him, like, hey, you have to go over top of it and, like, get it. Yeah, what if people like, this is how my mom does it? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, it seemed like he knew somebody in his family that smoked crack or meth or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. But eventually he did get it and he pulled it through. And, and once he took one hit, he was gone. He was out of this world. But that's, you know, these baby smokers are trying to hang with us. They don't know. So. I'm in Portland this weekend. Yeah. A friend of mine who used to live in New York but moved back to Portland. That's her hometown. She used to come to Fat Baby all the time. Mm-hmm. She's in Portland. She's bought tickets to the show. So I see her at the show, 
and I got some weed on me. I'm like, yo, let's smoke. But she shows up with her 80-year-old stepdad. Oh, my goodness. So he's in the green room smoking with us. And I'm like, yo, you, you smoke, sir? And he, she goes, nah. He goes, nah, I'm good. I, don't, I haven't smoked in 20 years. Mm. So me and her smoking, and she goes, and I don't know what came over me. I was like, yo, you sure you don't want to smoke? <laughs> and she goes, Brad, this is going to be the first time my father ever, my stepdad ever seen me smoke. So he hits the blunt. This man starts coughing. Yeah. And coughing. And you know. And coughing. He's about to be out of this world. And coughing. And then he becomes unresponsive. Yeah. He's just like. <coughs> He's gone. He shuts down. What Was it a blunt? Yeah. Yeah. A backwood. Mm-hmm. His eyes were open and he gone. had the biggest bead of sweat coming down his nose. So what'd you guys do? You just waited until. We're just like, yo, Gary, Gary, are you all right, Gary? I'm not Gary. He took one deep breath and let it all out. <gasps> I was like, oh, my God, Gary's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. So we called 911. What? We, the second we called 911. I would never have called 911. He snaps out of it the second we called 911. He's like, well, you never see someone get high? We're like, hey, you weren't high. You were <laughs> That's insane. So she's on the phone. She's like, yeah, cancel that ambulance. Thanks. They're and like, uh, we are sending you the bill. You're welcome. So he, uh, she takes him home, and then she's like, we're like, I'm like, yo, so how is he? She goes... Yeah, he's sleeping on the kitchen floor trying to shake it all off. On the floor, you got to be, yeah. She goes, my mom is pissed at me. <laughs> and she goes, apparently Gary had dental surgery earlier today. Oh. I was like, why the fuck would he hit that oh. Now all the comedians are like, Reg peer pressured him. I'm like, he's 80 years old. That is not my peer. He had a night. He had a time. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. If he dies in a week, yeah. that has nothing to do with me. This podcast as long as he pro- survived. When, when this podcast might not even be out by then, so plausible deniability. <laughs> I was terrified, dog. No, that's really scary. I, I hate when you accidentally, like, get somebody too lit. <laughs> I hate it. I really hate it. I, I hate the responsibility of knowing, like, I, anytime somebody, if somebody even asks for a hit of my blunt, I'm always like, hey, this is a blunt, though. Do you know what you're doing? Do you understand? It's a bunch of marijuana that's been wrapped in a tobacco leaf that's got all types of chemicals. And if you're <laughs> not used to taking this into your body. It's a run through you. When you take it in now. Your life's going to change drastically in the next five minutes. And I've seen time after time people like not be able to handle it. Case in point, one time I was on the road with a bunch of lady comics. They put us in an Airbnb. One of them sees me go out to smoke a blunt. She's like, I want some of that blunt. And I'm like, I I don't know what about it sounds so great that everybody's just like, I can just handle it. So she takes a hit. We go inside. She's acting a little weird immediately, but (laughs) you know how we can sense it. You can feel the energy on somebody like, yo, are you about to freak out? (laughs) And she turns to me and she's like, that was the first time I ever had weed. And I was like, great. (laughs) Lovely. And she's like, I feel a little weird. I was like, I bet you do. And she's like, I'm going to get up. So she gets up. She goes to the bathroom. I hear her vomit. I hear her. I don't know why she thinks I couldn't hear. It's very small Airbnb, very quiet. She comes back and she's like, yeah, I just threw up. I was like, yeah, I know. I am aware. And she's like, what should I do? And I was like, I want you to untie your shoes and take them off one by one. She's like, okay. So she does it. And then she's like, why am I doing this? And I'm like, because I'm trying to show you that you're fine. I'm trying to show you that you can handle a task and you can complete it. So you are in control of your body and you don't have to feel like it's out of control. You're actually okay. And she was like, oh, you're right. I do feel much better. Also, I have a new job interview I have to do on the phone in 20 minutes. Insane. You're smoking weed for the first time? First of all, you're too old to be smoking weed for the first time. It was wild. I would have never even guessed. But she she said she had a good interview. Okay. She said she had a good one. She's like, all right. 
And it's the first time. First time. Smoke a blunt with me. Shame on you. And then on top of that, I like, was she, so, so because it's a bunch of girls around, she feels safe to try to, like, I get guess so. out of her mind. I, I think also it's like when someone that you, like, you feel comfortable with, you see them doing any type of extracurricular activity, you're like, I want some too, you know? They want, she wanted to be like Chanel. She's like, if Chanel can smoke, yeah. I'm trying to smoke. Yeah. Got her <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Um, one thing I want to talk about is how the time you were almost canceled. And you know why I think that's so interesting to me is because why is that so interesting? To I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break it down because men, especially in comedy are always saying, we can't say what we want to say anymore. And all our business is out there and we're getting canceled. And I just don't buy into that because in my experience in comedy, I've seen men and women go through crazy shifts, crazy drama, all types of persecution if you still keep telling good jokes, you'll be fine. Yeah. Did you did you think about that as it was happening? Were you like, oh, am, am I going to be fine? I, I mean, I got ahead of it. I was on top of it this, like, the second it happened. Like, mm. Well, to give the, the TLDR yeah, version. Yeah, let me hear your, your version. My version of the events was just obviously a third party, so it can't be trusted. Um, Reg Thomas was dating somebody, and this girl felt wronged by him. So she created a fake profile <laughs> on Instagram. Using his name. She made nine. She made nine. She made a few. I only saw a few. And uh, basically just called it, you know, bum-ass Reg Thomas. (laughs) Creative. I think she deserves respect for that name. Pretty funny. And just tried to blast all your business and and just, you know, show how angry she was. Yeah. But really, really smart in that she tagged a bunch of comics, got into your community. And so everybody that knew you saw, I remember texting you immediately and being like, I think all I said was like, yo. This girl's really upset at you. I was like, like, yo. You were like, like, this girl really liked you. Yeah. (laughs) I do remember talking to you about that and I felt like you had never considered that. Considered what? That she really liked you. <laughs> oh, I knew she really liked me. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but that's not how you act. That's not how you act when you like somebody. I mean, at the end, sometimes that is how you act. But I've Come to find out, a lot of comedians, like, I, I feel like either held that against me over years or, like, so were talking shit behind my back for years and I didn't mm. know about it. You think they were talking shit or do you think they were just reminiscing about it? Uh, I don't know. Like, who... um. Cause I definitely Amina was like Amina was like that was in their group chat for years. I was like, mm, I don't know. That, that sounds like that group chat might be boring. But um, specifically, th- so the part that is so funny to me is that part of the reason you got caught up is that you were keeping a paper diary. Well, I mean, I'm a writer and I'm an artist. Like, Reg. you need to be able to fucking and like, I like, yeah, like I write. You still keep a diary? Nah. Cause after this, yeah. Okay. Can't can't trust nobody. No, but remember I told you I thought about you when I was trying to make a roster. I was like trying to make a roster of guys I was dating at the time and I was like, Let me rip this up and throw it away. I was keeping a diary at the time because I read it was something about just something I read about productivity and like mm, people, getting people your keep, thoughts out of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was something of that nature. And so like I've been doing this diary thing and like writing my jokes and like yeah. it was just a book I kept for just writings. Mm. And she ran through it, and like there was a passage where I just wrote about a couple of women who of were course. in my life. Yeah, and yeah, she ran them up with that. And she was like bum ass. <laughs> but so you know, Yo, here's the thing: she, like, like this whole bum ass scenario. Scenario. Mm. I really need to shut this shit down. Do you? Yeah. What? How are you gonna do that? Well, for one, I need to really explain what happened. Oh yeah, okay, do it. You at well, the floor for, is yours. On my on my end, when yeah. I, when I when we first hooked up. I said to this lady, I said, hey, this sex is pretty, like, dope. And, like, it probably should go to someone who's a little bit more 
stable. Like I'm a I'm a comedian. I I like I was like yo, I'm a comic. Like I don't, wow. I don't got shit jinking right now. Like mm. it's nothing. It's not. I can't take care of you. Yeah, like I'm like I'm not I'm not over here lying and pretending. Yeah. She's like, don't you worry about it. She was older. She's like 45. She's like, don't worry about it. She was 45 she and got, she yeah. created nine new Instagrams. She's a genius. Yeah, with a 12 year old. Oh. And she like yeah she's she she's the one who's like oh no don't worry about it don't worry about it, don't worry about it yeah 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 that so she now felt. so now like you know after some time of seeing each other like she, I just kind of realized like damn this person kind of owns me like mm. like talking to me crazy always wonder where I'm at so I was like I don't want to see you no more yeah and she flipped yeah and so do you think she already had access she had already got the the like I don't know taking yeah. photos of your stuff yeah, she did so she had piled this evidence yeah. getting ready yeah because she knew you was about to dip yeah. Yeah. Well, how much have you done to look at your toxicity? How much about what? How much have you done to look at your toxicity and like what could have contributed to that? Uh, a lot. I had to really take a deep look at that. I mean, I was still very early in my stand-up career. And like like I said, like, I feel like a lot of that's like she tagged everyone I worked with. She tagged mm-hmm. comedians. She tagged comedy clubs. So I had to deal with years of just, you know, people like kind of moving funny style with me about that. Mm-hmm. But what I did to lower my toxicity to answer your question, I, I mean, I definitely went to therapy. I had to learn what the what, what it meant to be, what it, the entitled mindset was and, like, how I was dealing with it and mm. how it led me in that scenario. Because even though I had a lot of women that came to my defense in that moment, all the women that were really real with me were like, all right, like, yeah, she's wrong, but you, you, you need to go work on yourself. So I just had to go fix myself. Like, really, I just, like, learned not to be entitled, not to, like, communicate more, be more honest and just. No more paper diaries. I don't even think, yeah, sure, no paper. Like, I don't even think they're like, but like that, but like, like, first of all, just because someone's dumping you and doesn't want to be with you no more, and doesn't, doesn't make any of that shit okay. Mm. Like, none of that shit was cool. Like, I just, all I did was break up with you. I didn't steal money from this woman. Yeah. Like, this bum ass shit, I don't know where this bum ass shit comes from. Like, she was a vegan, I eat meat, she insists on cooking for me. But, but if she's posting photos of your diary where you're contemplating various women. That, that's not bum shit. But if 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 it's if it's a diary that's in her house already, you can understand. It's a diary that's in my bag. Like you ran <laughs> through my shit to get to this. Yeah, I just think sometimes men specifically want like ent- they want privacy to like betray not, you. Like, all right, but like <laughs> I have a like I have a bag. You you open my bag and mm. go through my shit. Mm. And you deserve privacy to. It's not even about this. Yeah, like, yeah. like can a nigga? Like, can, yeah. So if you stay at a man's house, he's okay to run through your bag? Hell no. Okay. But if he did, wouldn't find no paper diaries. <laughs> so that's the only thing. That's the only way I think you can prevent it, really, is to keep the thoughts in here. Right. I think. I had too many thoughts at the time. But you, you're, And I was trying something new. I was like, I read this book that said, you know, journal. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't. I really don't hear com- comics talk about it that much. Like, even me bringing it up now is nah, more even, so. The, even niggas to bring it up. Like, even yes? Prockets brought that shit up the other day. And I was just like, like. I, I got into an argument with Phil Hunt about a couple months ago because mm. he got into an argument with Vaughn DiCarlo. And then, oh, yeah. And then he was like, You see, when bitches was on the internet talking about you, I'm on my business. I was like, Yo, you've been sitting on this for how long? <laughs> what? You've been waiting to bring this little this little tidbit back up. Mm. Like, but like you said, my my talent and my work made me get past all that shit. Like, and I made and I made that whole bit into I made that whole situation into a bit of my joke and then my sat down. And uh, yeah, like, I like. That shit would have destroyed a lot of comics, but like I just got big, bigger and better and stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've been on tour with Amanda Seals. You guys have been, yeah. you've gone to a lot of cities. Have you done much partying with her? Because this is also a podcast where we talk about maintaining 
your ability to make good decisions while you're partying. Amanda does not party. I don't Amanda. think so. I've never seen like Amanda. her drinking or smoking. No. I don't think I've ever seen it. But do you like party with her fans? Are you guys going out? Uh, nah, I stay away from her fans. Yeah, like, I respect them. I like you know, but we, you know that they're gonna hold you. Yeah. They're like, yo, you better read all these books. Exactly. <laughs> they're gonna school you. They're gonna school me. So, uh, like, if anything, I mean, like, but like a guy, Amanda's always implemented like. Before the tours were big enough, she had money to afford security. I was in security, like, mm-hmm. from shows. I would walk her from the show to her hotel room yeah. to her door, make sure she was Gucci. She doesn't drink. All yeah. She, all she does is a cheese plate. Um, and okay. Fruits. That's cute. And uh, she's the one, like, I remember we did the Helium in Philly, and she sold it out on a Monday, and all she wants is her cheese and her fruits, and they gave her, like, <laughs> some some craft shit. Yeah. Some little bullshit. And she was like, yo, fam, I saw you. Fam, you out like, this is cheese? it? That's all I asked yo, for. They, they came back with, like, the biggest charcuterie. Yo, like, sometimes. Hey. But I think as a girl, especially as a female entertainer, I call it going Beyonce mode, where sometimes I have to, like, really stand my ground and ask for something that I need so that I can do my job better, you yeah. know? And that's exactly what it was. And she never raised her voice in that moment at all, but, like, like without raising her voice or losing her temper, she really straightened them out. And like the mm-hmm. like, you could like the bow tie on this guy was spinning. Yeah. And then he went and fixed himself because yeah, like you you, it's one thing to feel like damn, am I entitled for access to acts or something? But like if you worked for something, and you earned it, or if you sold out the spot. Yeah. If the spot is sold out because of me, mm-hmm. yo. And then I know y'all will do above and beyond for some for some other bozo. Yeah. And all I want is some cheese and some fruit. Go get me my cheese and fruit. Like I'm not even asking for something, but I need this. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that way, and I. I what do you think you need to perform right? Um, I definitely need some good water. I I would like some green tea often. Um, I'm really not too picky because I like to eat after I get off stage. But even just being in a green room that's too cold, like I've come into a club before where I was like, "Why was this door open the whole time?" Like now I'm supposed to sit in this room and get ready for the show. It's freezing in here. It feels like outside in here. Mm-hmm. I need to like change my clothes and stuff, you know. Um. Asking them to like, you know, fix the lighting, you know, turn the, I've been on stage before and I could hear that the music was still on like real low, but it was still on. And I'm like, yo, turn that shit off. Why I got to ask you for this shit? You know, even headlining a club as a woman, I've had them ask me things before where I was like, yo, I just don't think you would ask a man that I don't think you would ever ask them like, how are we going to do this comedy show? Like, we're rewriting the rules now. We're not going to have intro music or nobody's going to get a light or all of a sudden we're going to do some pass the mic type shit. Like, they, they sometimes want to just, like, change it up suddenly. And I'm like, yo, we've never, ever done that. Like, one time I did a club, and when they were seating everybody, they were playing this very light jazz. Very light jazz. Putting them to sleep in this theater. And I ran up to the tech booth, and I was like, if you don't put some Beyonce on, in the next 10 seconds, I'm leaving. Right. Because this is crazy. When in the history of comedy do we start the party with, with slow jazz, jazz yeah. you know? But it's just kind of like the, I feel like especially with women, they, they just let us go. And if we create some amazing magic on our own, then they'll give us like validation for it. But they're not going to really assist. Yeah, like, and then it, you, it's easy to be like, oh, like, well, you know, they try and do things because like, you know, the social media performers nowadays are like infiltrating our space. But like that type of shit just sounds nutty. Like we're not going to have a light. Like, what do you mean? No one's having a light or, mm. no, or like we're not having or passing the mic off. Like, oh, this is a real show, but it's not. Yo, you'd be surprised. One time I was um, headlining a show and they told me we're not going to announce any credits for your openers. We're just going to say their name and bring them on. I was like, oh, what? Like an open mic? 
When when do we do this? Why First are we of all, like why are you rewriting? Above reading, like, why are you above reading these two sentences for these people? Why are we rewriting how we introduce comedians? Because tonight you have a black lady headliner, and you know that tomorrow when the write up for the show comes out, they're not going to mention the host. They're not going to talk about this. They're going to talk about me, and they're going to blame it on me if the if the show wasn't amazing because my openers got terrible introductions and then had to dig themselves out of oh, a hole. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's maddening sometimes. But I do feel like I call it Beyonce mode when you have to speak up. Um, have you had to uh, speak up to any producers or bookers? Not recently. Mm. Not recently. For the most part, it got to go smooth for me. That's lit. Um, I was talking about confidence earlier, and I, you know, I want to talk about how that plays a part in how we move in comedy. Like, I'm really good at sinking people into places. I'm really good at getting okay. past security. I'm really good at like talking my way onto a list or whatever, whatever. Um, have you done that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> sometimes I walk up to the spot to a spot in general and be like, "I'm the comedian for the night." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Oh shit! Of course. Yeah. Sometimes they do give me some trouble though, and I'll be on the show and they'll be like, "What's your name?" And I'm like, "Come on." Man. <laughs> yeah, that's the. <laughs> Like it's always like the the least important tertiary person, like who's yeah. like, oh yeah, you can't. You I just like don't. I gotta double check it, and I'm like, who's coming to this comedy club pretending to be a comedian in here? Right. I do. I don't think that happens that often. And it's like, bro, like when I leave here, you gonna still be here. Like I thought, that's when I get real Republican. I'm like, and that's why you gonna stay here. <laughs> yeah, because shit like this. Um. So now you you bring girls out to shows sometimes. You ever had a shorty not really be able to handle herself? She got too lit at the party. It didn't make you feel cool. Yeah, back in the day, I used to date this, like, alcoholic chick. Yeah. And she'd get drunk and get mouthy, and so I went, hey, so you know what I think? I'm like, none of the comments. <laughs> you know what I think? She she over here talking to the wrong people. She over here talking to Gaines. She had Derek Gaines face. Like, so, you know, he's like, you're like, <laughs> Or, like, just any one of y'all, man. Like, I that, like, to the point where I don't do that anymore. You don't really bring girls to shows anymore, like, nah, to the hang? That's, that's a dub. I keep trying to find. I keep trying to decide. Like for me, it sounds so ideal to have a partner that I could take with me to Unless the parties. Like my girl. Yeah, my girl now. Yeah, but then also, maybe it's not ideal to have a partner at these type of parties. You it's know, it's ideal to have a partner who knows how to handle themselves at this party. Mm. Like they don't need to be there. Like it's like they, they know how to handle themselves. They know they know some of the comics that they homies with. Yeah, but for the most part, they're like I could kill us. Yeah, I like that. Like they know two or three comics who they see. They'll go talk and like yeah. Touch base with, and then, like, after that, yeah, let's ride out. <laughs> like, you got to be, I always feel like, can you trust somebody to tell them what the password is? Nah. That's the level. That's the level. I mean, for the show, like, for the after party. Like, if I give you the after party password, are you going to tell other people? And then, nah. you know, and then there's going to be mad Not hosts. a black girl. Like, as me, me, yeah. as a, me dating a black girl, if I'm like, yo, this is the password, she's not yeah. telling. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Your black girlfriend not telling no one else the password. She's like. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a game like that. It's not a party like that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I love sneaking into places, but also like with a lot of confidence. I just walk up and be like, "Yo, I deserve to be here. I belong to be here." Yo, you be like, I mean, you don't even come up with a fake name. You be like, I'm Chanel Ali. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. then you just really have to sit in silence. Sometimes you have to give it to them and then let them decide. And oftentimes they don't, won't have nothing to say. And yeah. then I'm already inside. I already walked in. <laughs> I already stepped. You gonna come get me? I'm already in here. Yeah, but I like to call people's bluff like that, especially especially with like uh people people who are who think they're in a place of authority, you know? I'll tell you one time I didn't get into a party, uh Virgil. Mm-hmm. Virgil R. I. P. Virgil, he was at the, he was the doorman at this party. Wow. And my boy like was invited by Virgil and Kanye to be at this party called Le, Le Baron down in like Chinatown. Mm. And he brought me, my other mans, and uh I was the only one not in the night. I had like 
a job interview early in that day, so I had like a blazer and like I, I ain't look. So <laughs> oh, I no. didn't have the drip. I oh did no! Not. And Virgil was like, "Everybody good? You not?" And then, <gasps> so what happened? You couldn't get in. Couldn't get in. So you just left. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know how I've been lucky so far in my career that that's never happened to me, but there's been nights where I felt like it was about to happen. I was like, yo, I'm not about to get in here. Yeah. Like, they're just not doing it. They're not letting us in. As a black guy with glasses, man, if you in there with a blazer looking nutty, you're not getting in. Fam. They're like, we don't trust you. Yeah, fam. I should have lost some glasses or something. Yeah, they were like, what's in your I pockets? I should have lost everything. <laughs> no, we have had some crazy nights. I, I even remember texting with uh, Reggie, um, the goat. Okay. Yeah, and one time we were at the stand, and he was like, yo, come outside. Buster Rhymes out here. And I was like, yo, come inside. Kanye West is in here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, we should screenshot these texts. <laughs> yeah, like, we have had some really wild nights. Like, par- I done party with Dayship House so many times. That, so like, many times. Like, it stopped. I me. even remember, uh, like, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even be that hype as much anymore. I'd be tired when I think about it. Yeah, I'd I mean, be like, the goat is coming through at midnight. I'd be like, dang, at midnight. That means we're not going to party till 2.30. Yeah, that means I'm not going to sleep till 6. The sun will be up by the time I get back home. Right. Yeah, and also, like, one time I was at a party with a bunch of SNL people, and I remember feeling really drained. Like, man, I just want this to end, and this bar's about to close, so then it'll probably be over. The bar closed. They locked us in and brought out pizza. That's what it kept partying. Yes, like, they planned it. Like, they knew. They were like, once we can shut out the public, that's when we're really going to do it. Yeah, Whole honestly, nights. like, comedy... You still have comedy nights in you? Yeah, sometimes, but I really gotta like plan for it and commit to it. Comedy nights are like the road for me. Like I need that nap. Mm. Like if we like <laughs> like let's say it was a holiday party, it was a four a.m. night. Yeah. Or like even a six a.m. night. I need like I'm I'm leaving the house at ten. I got a crazy story for you. Last time I was on the road, uh, this guy's waiting for me after the show. He's like, "Yo, I own a restaurant. I want to take y'all to it." This guy's a paraplegic. He's in a whole wheelchair. He can't move his. He just yeah. he could just talk, right? I'm like, okay, so we meet we meet him at the restaurant. They shut it down for us. He pours us, or he has somebody come over and pour us a bunch of drinks. And then he's like, hey, do you mind pouring me one? And I laugh. I think it's a joke. I'm like, that's very funny. Ha ha ha. What's even going on with your your liver? How could that even work? You know? And he's like, no, seriously, can you pour me one? I was like, oh yeah, sure. So I pour him one. And then he's like, could you feed me my drink? And so I pick it up, and I. Yeah. And the silence is deafening in the room. <laughs> it's the loudest silence as he slurps. And then I put it down. He and says, you're, like, you're like, is he going to die now? I know. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm an accomplice to, uh, to what is euthanasia. that? Is kidney is failure? I don't know. This is crazy. So I put it down. And he's like, thank you. And I'm like, oh. Uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I just go to the bathroom and look at myself for a few minutes. <laughs> I just looked at myself like, what? You know, and you know what really was a thing? Who were you with? <laughs> Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> hey, well, you know what really was a thing is that I knew it was going to happen. I don't know how to explain it, but when I first saw him and he was like, yeah, I want you guys to come with us. I was like, you're going to make me take care of you. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how, but yeah. And then furthermore, when I thought about it. he knows will really serve him. The liquor. I was like, he could just tell I have soft hands. I don't know. But then after that, I was like, yo, bro, why didn't you just ask for a straw? He's like, nah, like, he's like, I need the intimacy. Man, it was, it was a while. Now. And that was like in North Carolina. How long did y'all party with this man for? I mean, not too much longer after that. Not too much longer after that. But then like his friend showed up and I could tell like his friend is the one that usually like feeds him the drinks. It's- so then he was like, you know, taking care of him. But it was really, 
strange <laughs> to me because I had just met him and I was just like, dang, I don't know. Is this okay? I, I felt like it also wasn't my place to say like, hey, how do you usually process alcohol? Well, he's he like, drunk. He's, he's like, like, I don't remember. Did he start getting faded? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I just wake up and I'm home. Did he start getting faded? Nah, not really. But anything that sobered me up. I was, I was clear. <laughs> when I was bringing that glass to him, sober, sober. Instantly sober. You in the bathroom crying like, what the fuck? I don't know who I am, man. I don't know how this could happen. And nobody said anything. They all saw him asking me to do it. They didn't say anything. But yeah, I've definitely had some moments in comedy that have made me instantly sober like that. Where I've just been like suddenly so aware of what's been happening in the room. I've been like, whoa. One of my first times being like that is... uh. When I used to throw productively stone at that theater, uh, the Soho theater, mm-hmm. and like it was the first one, and like this white girl passed out from like the too much smoke. It was really high in there. It used yeah. to get super smoky. And she passed out. And you were like, "I'm oh, sober." Like, I got so numb. I was like, "This white woman is dead at my show." You were like, "I'm gonna get canceled." <laughs> All that shit with that girl—that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, yo. Let me ask you this. How would you have handled that? First of all, that's revenge porn. I, I just really need everyone to know. Yes. Like, that bitch was wildin'. Well, like, we didn't even say specifically, but that was also the girl that uh, tried to cancel Reg. That's also what she posted was some screenshots of some porn. Yeah. Yeah. So that is absolutely revenge porn. For I sure. Like, yo, I just remember all the girl comics like laughing. I'm like, yo, how are y'all co-signing this? <laughs> no. I, I mean, I, revenge porn is fucked up. I I don't think that's I don't think that's okay. I, was, you I just remember you really like yo that girl really liked you. Guys. I was like yo, I hope <laughs> she's okay yo. I remember saying that and you being like oh I hadn't thought about that because <laughs> she, she over here acting like a nut. I'm like because I, but but to me it's like she was acting like a nut for sure. But that's a response to something, and if something is internally happening, like it could, it might not even have nothing to do with you. I was like, yo, she's really going through some crazy turmoil like that. Like, I hope it doesn't manifest in some other way. Like, I, I was worried she would show up at your show. I re- I went to her house just specifically to have. A, so this is what happened. We, one weekend, I'm doing DC, mm-hmm. and she like I don't know, like she's seen the same woman in my Instagram story two times and two times in a row. But she's this chick is with one of the other comics. Mm-hmm. This girl is not for me. Yeah, and so she's just like. She's like, I know it. She's just blowing me up, blowing me up, blowing me up. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm just agitated because I'm really not doing nothing. Yeah. And like, DC is usually a time, you know, you'd be having a good time, but like, I was really not doing nothing. Mm -hmm. She called me till my iPhone died. Like, she just kept blowing up my phone. Wow. So that's when I'm like, you know, I get to her house and I have a, I tell her face a conversation about why we breaking up. Yeah. And she starts crying about, I'm going to be alone, all this other shit. Mm. And then it starts whining. And so then, like, how long was it until she started posting about you? Hours later. Hours later that same day. So what, you talked to her in the morning? I talked to her that night. I was like, yo, what oh. the fuck is this? And she, she apologized. And uh, I was upset about it. I, then I blocked her. and then she. So started. she apologized immediately. Yeah, because I saw the page. I was like, what are you doing? But she, she didn't take it down immediately. She did. Oh, she, she did. But then, uh, so then I, I, so then after I saw she took the page down, I blocked her. Yeah. And she started calling me on like different channels. She started calling of me from, course. Her, from her daughter's phone. Of course. Numbers. She called me for a week straight and I This girl had nine profiles. She's really good at technology. I called her from, I blocked her for not for five whole days. And that's the, le- that's the lesson learned. If an angry woman needs something to say to you, let her get it off her chest. And so... On mm. the fifth day of her being blocked is when she just said, fuck it, I'm going to just put, make all these pages and make it. Oh, out. I see. Wow. Five days. That's what it took. She was like, I'm done. No more of this. I've been sitting. She probably had some of those accounts already. I really believe that. I think so. She was sitting on them. 
Because it was too creative. I was like, no, you can't names, help with that. Is name, anger? The names were, nah, at first, the first name was like Truth Serum or some bullshit like mm-hmm. that. I was like, no, you you been plotting on this. She had a plan, a safety, she had a safety measure, yeah, you know? like, she does this. Mm. But shit, I just remember, I was like, I just like, I just remember thinking, y'all really think I'm out here on some, if, if I was on some bullshit, I might, like, I'd be living way better. <laughs> like, Same. Like, if y'all really think I'm out here finessing bitches, mm. I'd be do- I'd have more. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a very good point. Um, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> we talked about a lot of random getting lit things. Um, I always ask if you have any tips or tools that you like to give uh, young ladies who might be drinking and smoking and partying. Water. Um, not too much water, but water. Um, if you don't like it, if you don't feel the vibe, then don't always trust that and don't go with it. Um, no will keep you, no is the most powerful word you got. Like, no will keep you out of a lot of bullshit. Just mm. a, a simple no to some shit could save you a lifetime of trouble. Hell yeah. Yeah, that, all of that. And call your, your boys. Call your mother. Call your boys too. Like, if you have male friends. Call the homies. Call the homies up. that really care for you. I know I could text Reg anytime and tell him something crazy. He might not hit me back that day. But when he gets back to you. me, he, he's going to get all the details. Always. Thank you so much, Reg. Where Thank can people follow me. you, oh, find you? Follow you know, me on Instagram, Let Reg Thomas. Reg, uh, Twitter is Reg Thomas Tweets. And uh, check me on YouTube, Reg Thomas, on all channels. Yeah, and I, I got a couple like sets that are on DSPs and streaming platforms. You can check those out, too. Hell yeah. This has been Girls Guide to Going Out. I'm Chanel Ali. Thank you so much for sitting in with the girls today. Uh, live your life. Have fun. We'll see you next time. <laughs>